This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow half-god, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the fantasy television series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This was created by Rick Riordan and Jonathan E. Steinberg for Disney+, and is based on the book series of the same name by Rick Riordan himself. So pretty cool that the actual author of the books came on board to help create the show. Obviously, this has already been a uh, property that's been adapted into two movies that were so-so. Um, you know, I, I've i never read these books. I've never read uh, seen those movies. Taylor has not either. So what really drew me to check out the show was its main star. Of Walker Scobell, who, um, you know, we really enjoyed it. The Adam Project, um, he really kind of popped as this kind of new, younger Ryan Reynolds type character. Uh, but for him to take the helm of this and see kind of the new take with more of a series, uh, I'm assuming this first series carrying more of the first book. Um, I'm not really sure how many books there are, but luckily it already has been picked up for season two, which is exciting. But uh, we're not going to do major spoilers today, but uh, just give our overall thoughts on the cast, production value, direction, and the story. So, Taylor, what's a brief synopsis of Percy Jackson and the Olympians? So we follow uh, title character Percy Jackson. He's a 12-year-old demigod, half-human, half-god, who is accused by the Greek god Zeus of stealing his thunderbolt. Uh, So he races to find it help restore order to olympus to avoid all-out war uh with the gods so yeah i i had not seen the movies either um 
you know, I, I always like wanted to kind of check those out, but for me, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of mythology and hearing that they were going to make this property. I thought this would be something worth checking out. Oh, you're absolutely right, Chris. That was definitely the draw, uh, Scobell. And he definitely didn't disappoint, you know, going into being a proper leading man for the series. Uh, I was pretty, pretty excited about that. Also just to see the cast of actors and actresses that were going to be in this, there's a slew of notable appearances and I was like, Oh, this is going to be something different. So yeah, when you actually have the writer of the books that the show is based off of working on it, you know, then it's going to be good because then again, you see the author's kind of vision. We've talked about that challenge between from book to screen and sometimes it always doesn't play out well, but I think when you have a book going to a television series is the right way to do it. Um, it's not always going to be able to get everything in it. There's only a few exceptions that they really kind of capture the magic, the spirit and getting all those epic scenes that make the book very well done. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the books are terribly dense because they are kids books, but just as we've had with other properties, like even Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, you know, although those are very beloved movies, there was a lot of stuff that had to be cut out because of time. It's just, you know, if you really wanted to film the entire book, it would take a long time. The series format gives you the property to give more time. Um, and, I mean, the episode lengths were pretty much 35, 40-minute episodes. They weren't, like, terribly long either, which I think is great for, you know, this is meant to draw all sorts of audiences. But, of course, that kind of young teenage audience is kind of more of its, you know, primary target i guess you could say but i'm fascinated with the story i mean it is a cool story and like what what is a world in which what if the gods of olympus do exist what if these characters that are of myth and legend do exist almost in a parallel world to our own and how those things kind of interact with this main cast in that you know percy jackson Perseus, of course, we all kind of know the story. If you've ever seen Clash of the Titans and like you know all that kind of stuff of of you know, what if this young boy finds out that he maybe has had this connection to this other world, and now is kind of thrown really into the deep of it, literally, and what that means for him now moving forward of what do I do to kind of step up to be a hero in that I've never knew in this world existed and now there's real threats coming at me. I mean, like, you know, the very first episode, there's a great whole action scene with the Minotaur, which is one of the most famous, you know, mythological creatures from, you know, Greek legends of, you know, this kind of huge, you know, bowl-like situation. And and I really liked how, like, it was menacing. Like, you know, I will say this doesn't go to anything too intense with, like, violence, but it doesn't, step away from it. it almost has kind of a narnia those narnia movies vibe to it yeah, yeah. where it's it's intense like there's some threats there's some real kind of scares um but i like how they kind of modernize some things like you know medusa is a character that pops up but the way medusa looks she kind of has this almost 50s looking kind of like housewife kind of you know, dressed to her, but then when she's revealed to be Medusa, then it gets really intense. Like, I love how they had all these figures pop up, and and with Percy being like, oh, who he eventually finds out is his father, how that affects his powers, and how it affects, 
you know, what he can do. As you said, yeah, there's some really big names that pop up in here in terms of just uh, different characters. I mean, you got Megan Mullally, Jason Manzoukas, who's hilarious, Glenn Turman, um, you know, you got Lin-Manuel Miranda, you got the late, great Lance Reddick. I mean, the list goes on. They really took some time to get some big names for some of the bigger characters, but there's, like I said, there's so much that is not just gods. There's other characters. And I mean, he does have, I kind of like this idea that there's this camp, there's this secret camp that, um, you know, these demigods and other kind of characters can go to, and it's a protective camp. So they're not, you know, no monsters and other things. Well, because you, you realize them. that That's... if you're a demigod, it's almost like a death sentence because demigods yeah. aren't supposed to exist. Um, you know, gods interacting with the mortals. So I, I think I like the idea that there's a world into a world into itself. So, I mean, there, it, it's so dense, the lore, that I, I really am excited and glad that they are re renewed for a second season. It, it definitely kept me hooked uh, to the very end. And speaking of Lord of the Rings, like you said earlier, we've got a great, um, great setup. Uh, I mean, the music in this uh, is amazing. And uh, American musician and composer uh, Bear McCreary, who uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Walking Dead, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, got a ra got a war got a ra uh, war Ragnarok uh, helps with the music for this uh, and it does such a great job I, I also love the credits the the end credit scene where it's kind of like using the murals of um, mythological scenes and stuff so yeah and and I gotta shout out the effects were fairly decent I mean for you know a TV production you know when you've got Disney backing you um, they definitely did a great job I think with uh, some of the effects of the creatures and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Um, you know, some some good humor. I think a lot of good self-referential humor where they're kind of like laughing at the absurdity of stuff. And I like the idea how they kind of interwoven modern day tropes with, you know, the mythology in it. And I thought they did a very good job kind of doing that. So overall, really enjoyed this series. Yeah, the the, the way that like the production value mixes with the story, I think was was really well done. And I have to give a shout out to Leah Seba Jeffries and Aaron Simhadri, who play Annabeth and Grover, who are well, uh, Percy Jackson's like two kind of main confidants and friends throughout the um, show. Um, you know, Grover is a satyr, so that's always fun because he's like, you know, part goat basically. And Annabeth is a daughter of Athena, so she has this kind of, she's been at the camp have blood for a little longer than Percy and she brings this kind of energy and uh, different. It's kind of like a nice little trio again, like, you know, kind of Harry Potter where it's like, you kind of follow this main trio on their journey. I really enjoy it. But you know, with, with the slew of adult actors, they can throw in there and the special effects and the story knowing that, you know, I know that the second book or whatever, the second movie was titled Percy Jackson and like the sea of monsters or something. I think that there's really room for even more, of bigger crazier things to happen um, even the way that the 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 show ended knowing kind of the mythos of greek mythology i think there's kind of you know the sky's the limit with you know i'm sure there's x amount of books i think there's maybe five six books now but they could always kind of go their own direction too with you know you actually have the author helping the production so kudos to disney plus for really knocking this out of the park and uh Again, for not seeing the movies, don't know how loyal they were to the source material. This seemed it was pretty loyal. 
And it's a pretty fun show, even if you've never known anything about it. So what are you going to rank Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney Plus? I'm going to give it, honestly, for a first outing, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. It'll be a little more generous. Give it 8.5 out of 10. Um, It's fun. It's just like, you know, I think, too, right now, we're in a time period where there's really nothing going on fantasy-wise. Um, you know, we're waiting forever for House of Dragon season two, Rings of Power season two. Who knows when that's going to happen? Kind of our fantasy shows that we've been like looking forward to. We're on a break because of just everything. So this kind of fills that void for right now. It's an easy binge, eight episodes. It's a good time. So you can go and check out Percy Jackson and the Olympians now streaming on Disney Plus. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.